Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris. Joe Thomas with the leaked documents of Bud Light turning people gay. I got him straight from Elon Musk, man. He hit me up on the phone. He's like, he's here to save us. He's here to love us. He's here to take us to the next level, the next human transitional level, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. Brah, brah. Yeah. I mean, uh, be careful. I guess Alex Jones was right. You know, uh, they are having the water turn the frogs gay as the people as well too because as many know but light is uh piss water you know what i mean so <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much but yes we're back with another episode getting back on the range uh so we could uh talk about some topics you're back from your trip how was your trip man man it was a great trip you know we had a couple hang-ups early on you know tony <laughs> tony got stuck in uh charlotte north carolina on a oh man for a whole day so he didn't get into the next day we picked him up none of his bags showed up Dang. all three of them dude two of them were all like tria, in, y'all. <laughs> yeah. two of them were in one state one of them was in another uh. state but they fortunately got them all back that night at eight o'clock. So by the time, you know, we went out and did some more interviews and stuff, we were able to go drive up to the airport and get all the bags. So ultimately, everything is pretty OK. Uh, we sold out tickets at the theater, man. It was nuts. Packed house um, at the movie theater. Uh, people loved The Shape of Shadows, which is the Skinwalker film that we have coming out. Uh, went really well there. We also had some wild stuff happen on the trip too, man. Uh, really that last night, man, things really took off to the next level. So we got some really cool stuff for everyone to see on this next film too. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. And, you know, I'll have a new album coming out with that project as well. So, and you know, Sean Chris will be on there too. So we'll be dropping some more heat the rest of this year. Dude, I had a blast though. Um, it's definitely different when you fly out the West Coast, and I used to live out there because man, the time change and everything is so crazy, man. Like even when I got back, like I I left and I was like, man, it's seven o'clock at night. Like it feels like it's three o'clock. So no, for sure, the time that three hours is a big like that's usually what gets you the most tired, especially coming back. I think it's worse coming back because then like at least over there you're kind of like. The only thing that sucks is when you wake up early, you wake up really early over there. Like, if you're waking up at 5, 6, you're waking up, like you said, 3, 4 in the morning with nothing. You're like, dang, man, can't even go back to sleep. Yeah, it, it is a, it's a trip. I'm glad you guys had a good trip, though. I mean, like, hey, at least he got his bags, like you said. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just p- picture Tony like, what the? <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to tell you, like, we were in uh we were in a uh, RV. That's what we traveled around in and slept in. So when we picked him up, man, he came in. Man, just all of us just like left him alone. 
And then about 15, 15, 20 minutes later, man, he was pretty okay, man. He like shook it off. And then he got all his bags back. The thing that, that was really. That's rough, though. I will say, though, man, that's I hate that. Plus, you already you got trapped. Like, yes. man, when you get trapped, man, it's the worst. Yeah, he got trapped overnight, too. So it was kind of messed up. And then all the bags were gone. And the thing was, the bags had like night vision cameras, all the stuff we needed. So fortunately, he got them back in time because we did catch some really cool stuff on night vision uh, for everyone to see on, on that third film that we got coming out but yeah man i figure we'll uh do like we've been doing raise a few comments you know people showing us love i know we like to read some of the funny nasty comments we'll get one of those out of the way early and then we'll hit up some of the good flat five star guys but we got this dude named bags and, and bags has been he's been commenting on some stuff here lately on spotify and it's with two G's, so you know he's extra gangster. So he doesn't really like the fact that I say that there's good cops and bad cops. So he said, Joel knows good COs and cops. What a joke. You can't be good working in the corrupt, vile system. Slaves that keep the other slaves in check, well-earned one star. This podcast is a limited hangout. So he took that whole limited hangout that you were talking about on the last one. And it's like this, man, look, you're totally right. There's some bad cops out there. There really is. Um, but you can't blanket everything under one umbrella. And that's what we do here. We, we don't blanket everything under one umbrella. So, you know, for you to say that, the slaves keeping care of the slaves. Like I get it. There needs to be pushback from uh, cops when it comes to certain things, when it, you know, comes to doing people wrong under some sort of government, um, government ideology, like the masks and all that for sure. And I totally get that. But at the end of the day, it's, you just can't blanket everything because people are people. These aren't robots that are trained by the, uh, government or AI or something like that. So whatever bags, like, Calling you out, bags. Um, but I do want to read a couple good ones because we got some really good ones that came through. We got this guy, Yeti Eddie. I've been listening to you guys since I first heard of you guys on the Confessionals podcast with your boy Tony and have been a fan since. You guys do an excellent job at keeping to the narrative and putting out solid information. Additionally, you guys have me cracking up in the morning in my office with some of the things you guys say. Thank you and keep up the great work, gents. I was at work when I wrote the review and I forgot to mention that so many people throughout my life have supported me in my dreams and passion. And I can honestly say this podcast deserves a five-star review based on all the obvious effort and passion. Real recognizes real. We really appreciate that. Yeti, Eddie, and we got several other great five stars. Again, people, while you're listening to us, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, because you can now comment on Spotify on the episodes, give us a five-star review right now while you're listening. I don't think people understand how much that helps the algorithm out and how much it helps your podcast get out there to the rest of the world. So all you got to do, it takes 30 seconds. I don't really understand why it's a big issue. All you got to do is go do it. Five-star, while you're listening to us, give us a nice review. And yeah, man, we'll probably read it here on the on the show. Definitely read it out because uh, it's good to put that po- positive energy back out there. I mean, some of the negative ones make me laugh. I think people get com- sometimes. I think too that people just get confused on what people mean. Like you know, you hear someone talking about it, but they're not here to ask us questions, so they're just gonna uh, lean their way. So I mean, hey, teach his own how they're gonna think. But you also can find all of our stuff, uh, Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram. We're still there, even though we're on a little timeout. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we got Kill the Mockingbirds on Telegram. And coming soon, we got the killthemockingbirds.com. It will be very in the works. I mean, getting everything built up and uh, 
ready to go so that we can have our one-stop shop so we uh, kind of have everybody to go there and we can actually have uh, more free range uh, I mean as much as we can at least it'll be our own thing you know what I mean? Like, I mean, the internet's still controlled, like, whatever. Like, I mean, if they want to shut it off, they're going to shut it off, man. Like, they can do whatever they want. Um, and check out our music, Sean Chris, Joel Thomas, on all streaming platforms, man. I thought we should really start getting into this whole uh, leaked documents, right? Like, the whole big, the big stunning thing that's happened over the weekend uh, that they're still talking about. They're, like, huge. There's different, like, um, reports of it. Uh Different things have come out, you know, again, like it's almost like when uh, Edward Snowden was talking about like how we're getting spied on uh, and how we're spying on our enemies. And it it was kind of similar in that fashion. So uh, let's start off with this. Urgent investigation by the Pentagon after classified documents related to Ukraine, Iran, North Korea and other regions were posted online. ABC's Karen Travers is at the White House. Karen, good morning to you. Good morning, Gio. The Justice Department is investigating how these top secret documents from the Pentagon were leaked and posted on social media. Pictures of the documents appeared on social media this week. But ABC News has learned that back in early March, dozens of classified documents were published online. They included sensitive details about China, North Korea, Iran's nuclear program and the war in Ukraine. Some of these documents appear to be photos of slides from March 1st showing how the U.S. and NATO were helping Ukraine in its fight against Russia. The photos, most of which we cannot show, include details about casualty numbers, training schedules, and weapons deliveries, and a battle map of the key Ukrainian city of Bakhmut. Now, some of these photos are creased as if they were folded. One U.S. official tells ABC News the documents are no longer relevant to the battlefield, and they're of limited intelligence value and appear to have been altered from the original documents. But the fact that they were published online so quickly after they were produced on March 1st makes this already very big leak and even more significant security breach and risk. The Pentagon tells us they are reviewing this matter. And that's weird that they said it was creased because um, I thought it was all taken from like a, a hard drive, like a you know flash drive or something like how they crease it. You know what I mean? Like they they put on a flash drive, they printed out copies, and then they creased it and they like scanned it again. Like that doesn't even make sense to me. Some of the things how they said it too, like they just kept talking about on all these news networks talking about social media did this. Uh, I've heard a couple people out there uh, bring it up. I heard like uh, Adam Curry and them they were trying to bring it up about how maybe this has to do with the Restrict Act, right? Like how they're saying like. Yeah, social media is leaking this and these websites restrict that, restrict that. So maybe that is really what they're trying to do is uh, censor the Internet more and showing like, hey, look, leaked documents. And they're, and of course, they're going to say like, oh, yeah, well, the numbers were off. There was other reports that saying that uh, the numbers were off, like they were wrong. There was way more Russians killed than Ukrainians, like blah, blah. But people have done the numbers and they said it is correct. So like, which I think we all knew, like basically what happened is they're like, yeah, we like the people that don't know are like, well, we've been fed propaganda for like a year. Yeah, man, like every day. But pretty much their propaganda scam has been blown off. But there was other stuff in there, too. Like, I think they were talking about Egypt and the Philippines and what's going on with China. And then some of our allies, which we're spying on and stuff like that. Obviously, it's a a bad look and it makes you look stupid. Yeah, but I'm kind of with you, too, where I think it was calculated. 
I think it was put out on purpose. Uh, again, it wasn't information that was detrimental to the U.S. and what they were doing. So I think it was, I think it really is for the Restrict Act. I think they need to build up enough evidence to say that this Restrict Act is very important. It's the new, it's the new version of the Patriot, Patriot Act. That's all that it is. It's the new version. And what they're going to do is pass this Restrict Act. And then they'll be able to legally uh, put surveillance on you and take away your rights by implementing um, this act. And it's, it's obvious to the people that have read it. Uh, you sent it to me and I read through the act and some of the verbiage in there is mind blowing where it's this isn't about foreign governments trying to take us over. This is about our own government surveilling us legally. They already do it. But if they had the legal precedent to do it, then they can come and get you whenever they want to. They can shut down your internet if they want to. They can shut down your car if they want to. You know, we're moving towards that too, where all cars are going to need to be, you know, on some sort of system that they can shut down. And of course, they're going to sell it to you in a way that makes sense. Like, well, man, if you're not paying your bills or, you know, if, if, if a criminal steals a car or whatever they make up, there's always a, a viable, good outlook to what they're pushing, but you got to look at the layers of it like an onion because really what they want to do is put more control on the people so really they can have us moving around like a bunch of worker bees, really. Yeah, and I think it's a couple things. It's the Restrict Act. And I think they always, you know, they, they toss something that could be a double bonus, right? It makes Biden look stupider uh, so that we like for sure they could get who they want to run on their side, which it seems to me, it seems to me like they've been really setting Biden up, right? It's almost like they're setting him up for Trump to win. That's how I look at it. Everything they're doing is beneficial to Trump. And it's like so like obvious it, it has to be on purpose there's no way that it could be accidental the way some of these things are set up i know he says stupid things but the way that it's all come down to it it seems like the assessment is they've been sabotaging him not that he's a good president or a good person at that but it's intentional to bring in the superhero the guy to save the day which i eventually will be trump i think you know what i mean in my opinion i think he's like pretty much got it locked I thought it was interesting, too, what you sent me about the Raytheon director and wife killed in plane crash. So that was in December, correct? No, actually, it was last Wednesday, Sean, because I think you're thinking about last December when they got that huge uh, $1.2 billion surface-to-missile order for Ukraine. So that's when Raytheon got uh, that particular uh, deal that went through. But this guy was a assistant director and his wife, and they were hanging out with a couple in Venice fishing pier in Venice, Florida. Well, they were in, they were there um, in Florida, but they were flying out, I guess. And they died. Like it was the plane just crashed off the coast after um, they flew in to have dinner with the friends. So it's super weird, man. I mean, the fact that, you know, you got all of these um, deals going on with Raytheon uh, with the war over in Ukraine. And you got this guy dropping 
you know, mysteriously, and even for the few media outlets that picked it up, even they were alluding to foul play. So, well, I think Florida has a lot of a large population of Russians. I don't know in that particular part, maybe that is part of it. Maybe the deal, you know what I mean? Some, some of one of Putin's a henchman or someone's like, all right, motherfucker, you shit. Could like be. Could have been a, or it could have been a double cross of the, of us too. You know what I mean? Where we're like, ah, it, it, just Who when knows? you hear these guys, when you hear these big military, uh, industrial complex guys getting knocked off. You always think of foul play because somebody's coming in, whether it's from us or from another side, because, man, those guys don't just get knocked off. No, not like that. And then you never know what what this guy may have been trying to release, too. You don't know what kind of information. You know, he may have had blackmail on some people. Uh, his name's Jeff Lumpkin, by the way. So for people want to look it up, Jeff Lumpkin and his wife, Patty Lumpkin. So... They were the ones that flew in from Indiana and they went to Florida, you know, you know, just like normal rich people do, man, I'm going to fly into Florida, have a little dinner. And on the way out died, plane just crashed off the coast. So it's very, very telling to me that that was probably foul play. And it seems to be from all indications that it was. And maybe it's a shift. Maybe later we'll find something else out that uh, it was China. China was behind it. I'd also think they're trying to shift because um, this was like a week or two ago, uh, I believe, that this uh, Russian vlogger, like so this blogger. So out there right now, obviously, we don't see it as much, but out there since they have the war, there's a ton of people that are going around with like cameras and GoPros on them and documenting what's going on. Right. And, uh, you know, he's a li- he's spoken a little bit. He's pro-Russian, but some of the things I-, I think he believes they should be doing something else, this and that. Well. Uh, he was having like a little thing, uh, a get together, uh, at a little, I want to say shopping center. It looked like a little like club type of thing in St. Petersburg, Russia. And this girl comes up, gives him a package. She gets away from the room and the patch package explodes. The interesting thing to me about this story as when it broke, it was all over CNN and CNN was like, talking about it and talking about how it looked like it was Ukrainian secret forces, uh, intelligence that were like part of this and like killing this Russian guy. So it was just weird to hear CNN kind of like muddy the name of Ukraine. And it almost seems like they're kind of getting, they're going to soon to be done with everything, right? That they're going to be like, all right, let's pivot. Let's, let's go to another, because now they're starting to say like, yeah, they are kind of corrupt. Like, just this story alone, like, I mean, I don't watch CNN all the time, but I try to tune in every now and then. And this is what I caught. Um, I was just like stunned how they were constantly talking about it. And they kept bringing up how Ukrainian intelligence was definitely a part of this. And like, it's not a good look. And usually you would think they wouldn't cover that because they don't have to cover this. This is not something that we're all going to hear about. It's not like it happened in the United States of America. So I thought it was very telling that they did that because there's some kind of shift and that shift to me is really going to be about China. And this is where I think we're going. A massive show of military might off the coast of Taiwan, China deploying fighter jets and warships Saturday, sending 71 planes into Taiwan's airspace and at least nine Chinese warships now surrounding the self-governed Island of Taiwan, simulating a naval blockade. 
It's the start of exercise joint sword. Three days of military action that Beijing says is a serious warning. The exercise is in response to days of high-level talks between the U.S. and Taiwan. Beginning with President Tsai's meeting with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy in California, hours later, a congressional delegation arriving here in Taipei for three days of engagements. President Tsai saying Taiwan has faced continued authoritarian expansionism, making cooperation among democracies even more important. So I've been hearing nonstop, especially like on Fox News, uh, the the beating the drum for China. Right, China is our ultimate enemy. You know the TikTok. That's why they want the Restrict Act. And uh, they've even been talking about Taiwan a lot lately, but they've also been bringing up the Philippines, right? They've been bringing up people that are like our allies. And we've been doing like uh, joint um, drills with Japan and things of that nature. So it's it's really seems that that shift from Ukraine is going to go to China and Taiwan at some point. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. I think that Ukraine will be put on the back burner and maybe they do a couple of you know, sullied up reports about Ukraine, something wasn't right. And I think also back to your theory on them making Biden look bad, that could be part of that too, because he's been really high on pushing, giving arms to Ukraine, money to Ukraine. And if they're trying to shift away from Biden, if they really want to put him in the dirt, that's a good way to do it, to make it look like this whole Ukraine thing was not something that we needed to do from the onset. So I do think that that's a part of that. And I do. And you're right. I think China is the next big bad. It's either Russia or China, right? They can go back and forth. They've done it for decades, man. But I do think that China is going to have to be the next pivot because if Trump gets back in, that's a way better bad guy for Trump to fight in Russia. Yeah, that's a way better pay-per-view. You know what I'm saying? Like if right. you're if you have pay-per-view schemes and that show eyeballs to watch, that's the one you want to see. You know what I mean? You want to see like the Trump versus Xi Jinping or like, you know, Trump versus Xi Jinping and Putin. Even though like, man, Trump like he doesn't even look like a fighter, but it's that allure of what everybody has of him and believing that he's this tough guy and this guy that will get things done. I think it's inevitable, and I think that's what we do. But what's weird to me is, like, if we're such enemies with China, then why do we do so much trading with them? And we trade with them so much, and we lose so much money on the trading, and and they need us just as much as we need them because we prop up their economy by being their consumers. So it really doesn't make sense if you look at the money scheme of things, except when you get into the military-industrial complex and probably on both sides, and they're like, hey, man, we can make some money. If we, you know, start a little complex, who cares what happens to Taiwan? Who cares what happens in Ukraine? You know, a couple people die. Like, all we hear is the news reports and the propaganda. We don't hear the real thing because nobody wants a war. Like, who that, like, imagine, like, right now, like, in your backyard, like, people are just, like, start dropping bombs and stuff. Like, you don't want that. Like, you know what I mean? Nobody's going to vote for that. But the military industrial complex wants that. They want to constantly have war because they need to keep making it. That's just how it goes. Yeah, no, you're right, man. And that's just on the fiscal level, the money level. I would even say if you want to go deeper and get into that cult level, uh, we're talking about a one world government, one world currency, what they really want to move and shake behind the scenes. So all these guys are on the same side. So this is just a front to get us again, pick our tribe, tribalism, you know, get us all jacked up on all fronts. And not really looking at 
the main issues because it's funny, the guys that say they don't like each other really work with each other. And they might not like each other, but they're for one goal and they know what they need to do. They're playing their part. So look at it this way. A one world government works in this aspect. These countries are still competitive. So it's like you're running a race, right? Uh, Like track and field. And say you got some people that are from the same country that are racing against each other. It's the same thing. They want to beat each other, but they're still on the same side. So that's, you got that part of it too. There's always a competitive nature. It's not like Trump necessarily likes Xi Jinping, but he's part of the same structure that they're trying to build globally. But yeah, he kind of wants to be on top anyway, though. Everybody's got their own personal ideologies that they want to push too. They may be working in the bigger system of a bigger framework, but they still want their their uh their nod their their road to glory oh for sure they want their little uh, uh spark of uh heroism or they're the guy etch their name into history and be that that person that that uh sets everything straight that wins the war that stops it stops it all and i think you're right i think it's absolutely to push for one world government because if you think about it everything's going digital Right. The biggest like car company in the world, like like taxi service is Uber. They don't own any cars. Biggest hotel rental is Airbnb. They don't own any hotels. You know what I mean? Like biggest retail, Amazon. They don't have any retail shops. It's it's becoming a trend and that's just part of it. So it has to be more than just taking us uh, 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 because war is only so much and because they can war is going to be digital. I, I really feel like soon war is going to be digital. That's like why we have all these call of duties and things of that nature. Now, who knows if maybe they'll be able to sign people up and brainwash them enough to have those, uh, inoculuses that, or whatever the fuck you call them. Oculus. Uh, Oculus that kill you. Like, you know, I don't know if you read those articles where they're like, yeah, they'll kill you. Or like they can, they might convince soldiers like, all right, it's only fair that like, if we're going to do this digital, you have to really die. Like what? Like I I would be, that one's going to throw me off. Like I'm going to be like, dude, like bro, literally it's a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think even sports, I'm not saying right away, but I think it could even move into AI playing sports and we're watching, we're betting on AI characters and not real people that are actually athletes that are getting it done. I mean, I think before that happens, it'd be a huge pushback from actual athletes. But I don't know, man. Uh, again, they're going to do it for our safety. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That they're, they're, they're going to convince people and back them into a corner where they're like, dang. And then what happens is a lot of people don't want to be wrong. So if they were singing one tune the whole time, they don't want to switch it up. And they're like, yeah, I guess I got to keep going with it. So I guess the AI is the new sports. Not everybody. Some people will be brave enough and be like, no, I was wrong and blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, a lot of people are just going to play along with the game. But we still have a lot of time to hopefully change some of that stuff. The decentralized cryptocurrency markets threaten U.S. security. Treasury says so the Treasury is now saying that any decentralized uh, crypto, which kind of leads to your point of the whole one world government, because if currency is digital, if if all the retail is if everything's digital. 
what do they need us to have these wars? What they, just to control, right? Just to get us to uh, continuously consume. And now they can't have it to where we create. Just like we can't print up our own money. We can't go and, and create our own coins. They're now taking that part. We're actually seeing what they did, in my opinion, when they got off from gold to to uh, to IOUs, pretty much. You know what I mean? A hundred, what, like 150 years ago, maybe like something around that time. We're seeing the same thing, but on the crypto level. And I really think that this whole crypto decentralized, this is where they really set, to, set us in place. Because if we can have multiple currencies out there, there's endless ways of any of us to make money, no matter what happens, where they try to like stop us. This really limits it and consolidates the power in a way that really cuts everybody else off. And the fact that Bob Lee just recently from Cash App, he was found fatally stabbed in San Francisco. Um, there's three other people, crypto like investors that mysteriously also died. And then what do we got? The Fed now coming out. Fed now, which would basically be like Cash App and Zelle. You could pay all your bills. It's not digital currency. It is where you can pay your bills and transfer money. It's the bridge to digital currency. It's a bridge to the federal, uh, the digital Fed coin. Because what they're doing is now you're getting used to using that. And it's kind of weird that Cash App guy Pat mysteriously gets stabbed. And that's kind of his market, right? And same thing with like Zelle and all that. That's their market. And from what I was reading out there, I don't know how true it is, but Bob Lee also had a lawsuit going against, uh, uh, I think suing the Fed now. I don't know if it was like uh, stealing property, intellectual properties or something of that sort. And then he just mysteriously dies with all these other crypto guys, like three crypto bosses. Like that's pretty, doesn't happen all the time. And then with the rollout of Fed now, and when you go to this article from uh, the Washington Journal, decentralized cryptocurrency markets threaten U.S. security. So now you become a, US, a, a, a security risk. You, you become now a foreign. This is like with the Restrict Act, with all of this. This is now where we become the enemy. For having a VPN, I could be shot and killed or you know, 20 years in prison for disguising where like me not wanting people to like make money off me and hide my location. Same thing with these decentralized cryptocurrencies. We want to be able to make money. And their argument is that it's all legal money. It's all for terrorism. It's all for this and that, like you name it. They're going to say it like human trafficking, everything, but people are going to do what they're going to do. People do that with dollar bills. How much drug deals happen with regular dollar bills? I mean, there's been plenty of cases where um, there was this famous case where this guy got pulled over because he was going to go buy a tractor, right? I think he was going to buy it in Mexico, but he had duffel bags of money. I think like $500,000, something like that. But he was going to buy a tractor. You know, tractors are expensive. <clears throat> Anyways, he gets caught on his way there. The, the, they believe it's drug money. They test the money. The money positive for cocaine, right? Positive for cocaine. During the trial, the lawyer goes, hey, you sure that this was tested positive? The, the cop's like, 100%. We tested it right there. Cocaine. He said, let me see a dollar and a $20 bill out of your wallet right now. And he's like, whoa, what for? And he grabs them out. What happens? He tests them. They test positive for cocaine. 
You know what I mean? Because there's so much stuff on the money. And obviously the cop wasn't doing cocaine or selling cocaine. The guy ended up like, uh, I don't know if he got his money back. He, You know, that's a whole nother. <laughs> Sorry, it's not a good ending. But uh, yeah, basically it's telling you that this money can be used for anything. It's There's no telling. Not, not just because it's American dollars. that Oh, this has never been used for drugs. If there's a Fed currency... It will definitely be used nefariously because people will find a way, man. People need to make money. They're going to use it. But I think it's just the centralizing of the power to make it hard for just regular Joes to make money because they started that right away with this whole um, Vemo uh, taxing people. They saw people were making money during the pandemic. Uh, selling all kinds of stuff, resell uh, things of that nature, and now they're like, man, we need we need to get some money off that. So that tells me they're going after all the money. Yeah, man, no, I totally agree with you on all those points, actually. And I wanted to bring up one of the three investors that got killed, um, Yakoslav Tarin. He's from Russia, and his helicopter crashed near the French Italian border. The Russian embassy came out and said that he died on November 28th. But this is a crazy thing. He was responsible for the rise and fall of Forex Club, which was stripped of its license in Russia in 2018 for ripping off investors. So here's the crazy thing. It kind of reminds me of FTX. It kind of reminds me of building up these infrastructures and then them falling, doing something shady, fraud, to show us why we need it decentralized for the government to come and take it over so that they can put their big brother watchful eye on it and they can control the currency. Because when they control digital currency, man, you're not going to be able to do shit unless you're doing what they tell you to do. This goes back to just, what if there's another pandemic five years from now and they've already implemented global digital currency and you've got X amount of money in there? You don't want to take what they're telling you to take for this new sickness, this new disease that's going on out there that's passing like wildfire through people. Well, they'll just stop you from getting your money instantly. They'll press a button and it will stop you. They'll press a button and stop you from driving your car. They'll press a button and have AI police show up at your door. And get your butt cheeks tight, bags, because the police that's going to be showing up, they ain't even going to be real. They're going to be AI robots. You better you be wishing that there was a real one that would show up and save your ass then, bags. And that's all I got to say. Get your butt cheeks tight. Blah! <laughs> No, yeah, uh, definitely. It does remind me of the FTX uh, because they build it up so we can find out ways uh, to see the systems bad. We need daddy government. They're going to save us. All these other people are out to get us. They're, you know, even though they're just people like us, but they're trying to scam us. Government's only trying to look what's best for us. And you're right, because there's never happened before. There's never been a, this much. No governments had ever had this much control over the money. Now, I think they've had some ways of controlling the money, but I'm talking about with the flick of the this uh, uh, push of a button, literally, and you're cut off. I think that that's something that's never been seen before. And when we do see it, I think it's bad. So I think it's decentralized. But 
it just sucks because it's hard to get people because people fall into a lot of these traps. I'm not saying everybody, and I do, people just tend to go into crowds. Like when you talk to people, like they might be understanding on one situation, and then the other situation they're completely, uh, you know, uh, uh, on the other end because they've been told one thing. They bought into the propaganda on that one, so it's really weird how that works. You would think that you see through one propaganda. But it's not always easy because, you know, it tugs on people's emotions and things like that. Like, like our good homie. These devs prayed on my downfall. These devs prayed on my downfall. An all 10, bitch, my hand small. Show these Republicans how to ball. Go get the thermometer for the pot. I need this shit cooked right. Let's keep my pushing 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Have you ever been inside a family courtroom? Have you ever went to trial and fought with your wife? Being rich did something to my spirit. Ask Republicans and plug me, acting like they couldn't hear me. Look at me now, driving China Engineering. You don't want your baby mama fuck. Keep the hoe from near me. Hey, Dad, remember when I used to use your L's to hit the road and hit the hoe and make them big boy fails? Hey, Vladimir Putin. Ain't it a blessing? We made out election after all that happened? After stealing the state? After Comey when our man stole on us the votes they took from us? Big balls, bitch, and the money long as Penn and Park Ave. Got your bitch, man. Pick her up. Knock her back down. Pull her pussy out. Yes, I slap, girl. Yes, I slap, dog. Yes, I slap loud. Yes, I'll slap a Democrat if he act out. Yes, I can't. That hard, though. <laughs> I would say I'll smack a Democrat. <laughs> yeah, man, damn, Trump went off, man. He's Trump like, went off on that one, baby. I love the way he just Trump snapped off, on those Dems, dog. Yeah, he was like, nah, bro. He's like, dog. <laughs> he was like, nah, man, you're gonna be doing me like that, man, taking me to this indictment. So you know this whole indictment thing, and I've been saying it like, well, off air, pretty much, because I knew. That this shit was going to be bogus. Uh, first of all, there's nothing there. On CNN, uh, when they're talking about the indictment, they had CNN lawyers. The guy even had to say like, hey, I do not like Donald Trump at all. This is a weak ass case. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, that's when you know it's bad. Like, he's like, dude, I hate his guts. Like, I get it. You guys say I hate him probably more than you guys. But this is a weak ass case. Like, there's nothing that can really be said about this. Like, this is not. Anything that is gonna get him locked up—it's all up. fake, like, Sean. It's all—it's all set up to to get that tribe all behind Trump. That was the whole point. He and, wanted and the this. other people and those people that kind of jumped off the train. Yeah. Just like we said with the FBI raid, it's the same exact thing. FBI raid that they did the same thing. Uh, they were like, "Oh man, boom!" Every all those supporters jump back on. Same thing happened with this. People, Glenn Beck, who has talked bash Trump in the past, uh, Mark Levine, who's bashed Trump in the past, they're all were wearing their MAGA hats. It just proved that this shit benefited him. Hmm. So they didn't learn from 2016 that airing him, putting him all over TV, making him look like a martyr, painting this picture of him really helped him and now they didn't do it in 2020 though right they didn't do it in 2020 they're like oh we learned our lesson but then they forgot it again that's where i just that's where i'm like i think people don't understand when we say presidents are selected not elected i think it's different it doesn't necessarily mean and i think there's been like rigging kind of but i think it's more deeper this is what i've been pondering more it's sowing the doubt or or the heroism into somebody. So what they're doing is it's like that whole nudge theory. They they they're not saying, "Hey, vote for Trump." Like they they don't even have to necessarily fix it. Just like they didn't have to fix it for Biden probably. Like they they put out some of that stuff out there, but I 
really don't think it's as prevalent because what they do is they use the media to manipulate people off of emotions and they will vote that way. I think that's what they did in the Biden election. I think they went Biden because there was even people that like Trump, but they were like, I am sick of this. Like we're going at each other's throats. I don't necessarily like this, but let's let this old man go in there and then maybe we could get somebody else out because everybody was sick of the back and forth and, you know, four years of fighting your family, like couldn't have a good, uh, uh, you fascist, fascist. Like I'm sure like everything's giving dinner was like that. It, it, to me, this is how they are selected. They find out who they want because to me, there's no way you could say Donald Trump even tried to win the 2020 election. Everybody says fraud. Stop the steal. Stop the steal, guys. I was like, no way. From the, when I saw him campaigning, he was doing horrible. He was not talking a lot of shit. He wasn't really bringing up things that were helpful for the american people he was just kind of like biden sucks look at all the stuff i just did i'm pretty good you should already know i'm right here he wasn't really talking that same shit he was in 2016 and now he's re-amping it up and starting to get that way and the media is helping him by creating a martyr that literally that's what he is right now he was a martyr this whole like you had two sides like the crazy thing there was a whole article that someone wrote and it said Donald Trump was arrested. Please like and subscribe. Was the title of the uh, of the whole uh, report? It says at the rally protest, Trump's arrest. Everyone was a content creator. They said there wasn't people really protesting. There was like people that for Trump and against Trump, but they were all like content creators. They're all TikTok podcasters that are just out there making this more of a spec spectacle. You know, the left went crazy and was like trying to like. Uh, Let's get him. He's going to go to We're, we're going to go to war. We're, we're going to get Trump finally. And, and he's going to be going down. He's going to jail. Lock him. On Twitter, it was block him up. Lock him up. Remember, like, it, it's kind of funny how the same phrases happen. Like, they do the same things, but kind of reverse. Uh, but your girl was trying to, she tried to stop all of this. Where does that leave Democrats? And what should they be doing about the indictment news? Let me start with what I don't think you should be doing. As much as you may want to, now is not the time for a mass order of lock them up t-shirts and mugs. That's exactly what Trump and his supporters would do. Now is also not the time for Democratic candidates to celebrate, to brag, to predict the outcome of the legal cases. If you can, I'd actually just put your head down and stay out of it for now. President Biden and the White House will lean into the long-standing policy that they don't comment on ongoing criminal investigations, which was the policy, by the way, long before them, for decades, through Democratic and Republican presidents. That's not only the right thing to do, but in this case, it's also good politics. Mm, let me turn these lights down low and turn these candles up, man. I'm, uh, I just listen to her voice all night. Mm, boy, sexy. And y'all wanted her out. I've been telling y'all to bring her back in. She's in the middle. She's like me and Sean. You heard it first. She said, hey, Dems, step out of this. This is stupid. Voice of reason. Jen Saki speaking to voice of reason. And you guys want KJ. And look what the hell she's doing. Screwing it all up, man. Hashtag save the gingers. Go to change.org right now. Bring back Saki Bomb. 
Sign up for the petition right now. This is a perfect example of why my baby, Jen Psaki, needs to be back in office right now. Definitely. See, she's trying out there, and she's not even in, in office, and she's still out there putting in work while Jean-Claude Van Damme is just sitting on her ass and letting this shit just roll down the hill like a piece of shit because they know that a ginger could do the job better and they will not allow that to happen. She did it better. It's not even about that. They could do it better. She did it better. And they didn't like where her star was going, man. They wanted to stop that sweet ginger star from shining all over the world and actually helping us around here, man. Actually helping us. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc brain fog insomnia moodiness weight gain maybe you think they're just part of getting older but many health understands that for women over 40 they can all connect to menopause it's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience not just hot flashes Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Man, I had to get a little pumped up for a second because I think it's time to like, you know, air some shit out, get a little stone cold on these motherfuckers, tell people how it is, man. Because we were talking about the whole Trump and people protesting and getting their panties in a bunch. I've been on Twitter for a while. I don't have a lot of followers on Twitter, so people don't really notice me, but I still talk my shit. And for the last few years, even through all the accounts I've lost and this and that, I've been saying that Marjorie Taylor Greene is the red AOC. I've been consistent on that. I said they're the same type of person. That doesn't mean every policy they believe in. People got to stop looking at the policy. Look at them playing the game and we saw perfectly that at this she came to the protest and i'll just play it man to me it was just pathetic to the mayor adam as you can see i'm sitting here peacefully protesting but you called me out by name while you allow crime in your streets and you send your henchmen down here to commit assault against people by making loud noises assault against Assault on people for making loud noises, man. If that don't sound like some AOC shit, I don't know what does. That is an absolute, like, AOC line that you're being attacked with words, that words are violence, words can kill you, words are murderous. 
So I don't understand why so many people fall behind this Marjorie Taylor Greene when she's obviously just the same as the people on the left where they just say sound bites, they take opportunities so they can get on Hannity and Tucker and, you know, whatever, Fox or the opposite side for AOC, you know, like, I don't even know who's on CNN. I was going to say Chris Cuomo, but I don't even think he's on there anymore. <laughs> the Cuomo's had a little, hey, hey, guy, you know what I'm saying? But Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's a stupid bitch. I think people need to wake up and see that she's just like AOC. She's trying to divide people. She's not about uh, unity. All she is is divisive. A different flavor, same authoritarianism. Booyah, dog! How to, how to get a little, you know what I'm saying, get a little rough on, on people like that. You know what I mean? Because it's just annoying people like that. But... Let's get into something that we really wanted to talk about. I think that uh, we're going to have a quite a different perspective than a lot of other people. Uh, hopefully not a lot, but, uh, you know, you had sent me some articles. We were talking about stuff and, like, what's going on right now. Obviously, this whole, uh, uh, what's his name, Dylan uh, Malvaney. Is that how you say it? Mulvaney. Mulvaney. Okay, see. You know what I mean? I can't say nobody's name. So, just trans people, just... Get it together, bro. Just get it. Just get it. One together. gay beer for my gay friend. One gay beer for my gay friend. You know what I mean. <laughs> but there's all this stuff that we're we're being we're seeing, right? You were talking about the new intro, and I told you I saw it too. Like to the uh, the Spider Verse sequel has a trans kids and a BLM. Like they have the flag right in the room. Isn't that where like it? Uh, yeah. So when you go into Spider uh, Spider Gwen's room, uh, if anybody knows you. Gwen Stacy is. She was a girlfriend of Peter Parker's in the 616 universe, but this is a different universe where she actually becomes Spider-Man. So if you know anything about the Spider-Verse, it's a bunch of different Spider-Men from different Spider-Verses. So there's just like hundreds of different ones and they'll mix and match uh, depending on battles. Uh, they've got access to the multiverse clearly, but when they flash by her in her room, you know, up at the top, there's a transgender flag that says protect trans kids on it. Now, if you're just looking at it in passing, you're not even going to see it. So somebody had went in and I honestly felt like that this was on purpose to get everybody riled up because of what happened with the shooting. It, it just seems like this stuff happens just on time. And, you know, somebody would maybe somebody was picking it apart because I know a lot of comic book heads will pick apart these uh, trailers to try to find little Easter eggs and things that have to do with other superheroes and stuff like that. But I don't know. It just seemed like this was on purpose and they wanted this out there to get the right all jacked up about this being the kids film. And they're putting this trans agenda in a kids film. And then you got the left getting worked up like all kids should matter and doing this whole rigmarole that they've been doing right so i think that was the ultimate purpose of this because i watched the first spider-verse movie which was amazing and the artwork's amazing and i love the story um you know i'm looking at this like if it's anything like the last one is probably pretty good but the movie's not centralized around a trans character at all it has nothing to do with that this is just a small flash by on the wall but they turn it into a massive big deal like they do everything else. Yeah, and then like when you hear like the messaging like of that and of the like we were saying the Dylan uh Mulvaney now being the spokesmodel for Nike and but like like 
it's an influencer, but like you got to think too, like that Nike. First of all, Nike has slave labor. Like you know what I'm saying? Why are we would we be surprised on anything they jump on? But like. Uh, they're trash beer anyways, man. I heard someone say, like, if you already were drinking Bud Light, you probably were already gay, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, real beer drinkers <laughs> don't drink Bud Light. Uh, hey, don't worry, guys. You can still drink Bud Light. But Get your I think butt it was intentional. baby! <laughs> I think it was intentional, like you said, because they aim for things that they knew people, like, uh, that have big cult followings of, like, the, the, the comic books, Nike, Bud Light. Those are, like, pillars of the American culture. And it's almost like, you know, Maoism, you know, like taking over like uh, every little aspect of our lives. And the Dylan Mulvaney, I feel that that's a huge like uh, uh, psyop as well. Like you've seen like the whole video where he's on the prices right and acting all crazy. Like I feel like they spotted him and they were like, oh, here you go. Because from the research I've been doing. Uh, on this whole trans thing and I, and I think we do have like a different perspective on it like I understand why people are mad I think like it's being pushed in people's faces nobody ever likes that whether it's religion a certain culture it's not that you don't aren't you know uh offended by it it's just that we need some time to like understand different things especially something of that nature to have the effect of like thinking that we're supposed to just be like oh this guy like looks half like a man and a girl and i'm supposed to be like yeah it's totally normal like obviously man i see people's fucking like their eyes all like small ones big and i'm gonna be like whoa like that's just like how the human mind works we're gonna like kind of be struck off by it but I think the real problem, in my opinion, I think they're turning this a Christian versus trans war and what they're really trying to do, in my opinion, not their ultimate goal, but one of the one of the goals right now is they're trying to get us to fight each other, not just fight each other, but to dehumanize each other when we should really be having more empathy for these trans people, because not only are they being manipulated, they're being manipulated and led down the wrong way by professional after professional after professional. This is not just something that, oh, like they're trying to like stir the pot for us and make us mad. No, these are people that have had problems that are stuck in, in, in society and they don't understand what they are. Maybe they're just gay or bi and lesbian and they don't know how to come out some of it has to do with puberty and not wanting to but then people you're not born in your own in the wrong body right like your sexual orientation and sex is two different things uh, that somehow got gender and sex sexual orientation have blended also one thing i wanted to mention to you i've been meaning to tell you this but we never really haven't been talking about it lately you know how everybody's up in arms by the drag t uh drag story time which i understand too right like none of us but when did drag queens become trans? Like, how did this whole drag queens and trans merge? There was never this merger. Like, they were two separate things. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, it's like the same thing. That that was That's odd to me as well. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. I just think it's putting it under this umbrella of this, what they call queer community now. Because it's not even gay straight anymore. A lot of those guys are getting pushed out. It's more about this queer that's the word that they use now for it. I want to jump back on that Dylan Mulvaney, though. So digging around, I am completely with you on the PSYOP thing, but I'm going to go a little bit further. So getting them tightened up, baby, because I'm getting going a little further with this Dylan Mulvaney thing. So he actually attended CCM, which is the Cincinnati Conservatory of Music here in Cincinnati where I live. So that is a big-time art school. 
that if you get in there, a small percentage of people even get into that school. But if you get into that school, uh, you got a you got a pretty good opportunity to at least perform on a professional level. You might not make a lot of money. A lot of these artists don't make a lot of money. People don't understand that. Like you could you could play piano professionally and not make any money, but you have a good opportunity of doing that. So he actually studied there. He graduated in 2019. So young guy, young guy. He was in Legally Blonde, Spring Awakening, High School Musical, some Disney stuff, Shocker Disney. I think I don't even know if he's gay. I think it's like that movie, A Very Harold and Kumar Christmas, when they had Neil Patrick Harris, where he's all gay. And then behind the scenes, he's got like all these chicks. Like, I could totally see that because when I see him like in this role of this trans role, it's like it's an act. It's he's an actor. Like, look at it this way. I think they spotted him out. And he might be gay, but they spotted him out and they were like, you're perfect. This is what we need you to do. Because look, man, he ain't talking about chopping his dick off. He talks about he's got a a, a, a female dick. That's the whole thing. The female bulge. He did that whole video on it. And he was talking about teaching people how to tuck it back. And this whole thing, which lets me think that he wants to keep it. And this isn't about being a woman. This is about getting paid off. This is the true psyop. I think this is like the real deal psychological operation that He's tied in with whatever three-letter agency, whatever government organization to push this. Because this dude's been on the front of everything right now, man. We're talking every... He's hanging out with the president, like, consistently. They're, you know they're talking about open up, opening up a branch in the, in the White House for influencers. They're going to have a section now where they bring yeah, in a, yeah, certain yeah. influencers that they're going well, to be like the, it's going to be the digital uh uh like press it like where it's going to be the Jen Saki and the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like it's going to be where they speak it's almost like the press like another thing that seems like they're trying to make digital you know what I mean mm -hmm. like to keep people in this uh, whole realm yeah no for sure like total psyop and it's kind of like the Nas X Nas X there was this huge rumor that he was never even gay yeah there was this there's this chick that he's been around non-stop and then it's funny how now you like little Nas X fall, falling off the face of the earth now a thing that I didn't know that I actually just found out because I I got a burner TikTok account I check a lot of stuff on there uh check you know it's actually pretty good to find stuff especially certain videos they're trying to look for it's a helpful tool what I didn't know that I just accidentally like scrolled upon on the For You page was there's this guy, Mr. Beast. You know who Mr. Beast is, right? Yeah, like, we all I, know, yes. I, I kind of knew who he is. Like, I know who he is, but I don't. You know Biggest what I mean? YouTube like, I channel in the world. Yeah, he, he, I just know he's a huge YouTuber. That's all I knew. Well, I guess he has a co host, and his co host is transitioning. And his co host has a wife and kids. And out of nowhere, it's just transitioning. That seems kind of odd. Some of the things that we've seen in here is, is very, very odd because the studies show, like now, they're showing men out there. This is one thing I think that we got to wonder why this is happening. They're showing a lot of the men going to women, right? But that doesn't reflect the statistics. Statistics says 80% transgender are women. Right. They're, that women could be going to men. Why? 
And then because we can't have honest discussions with people that we can't ask these questions like why to certain crowds, because then you're be called a bigot, uh, uh, like you're no good. And so I went down this whole rabbit hole the la- like last weekend and, and on Monday and last few days of this one documentary called uh, Affirmation Generation, right? I got a little clip. Generation. Affirmation Generation. There you go. That's why we got two people. One pronounces it, one doesn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's it called? There's a two-minute clip. This is, I suggest people watch it. it was done by leftists, progressives, um, and they're telling you that they're wrong and their approach and that we need to rework the approach. Uh, and it's very interesting movie, uh, a film that I think that everybody should check out. I already put it on the Telegram, so if you have a chance, go check that out on the Kill the Mockingbirds Telegram. One of the big news stories overnight, the NHS to close the UK's only dedicated gender identity clinic for children and young people. NHS England has announced the closure of its controversial gender identity clinic for children after an independent report found it was not fit for purpose. The kids with Tavistock C's have many other problems. Uh, they're very high rates of autistic spectrum disorders, self-harm, depression, anxiety, all of these sorts of things. And those things aren't dealt with because there's this weird way that as soon as somebody says gender, they don't do anything else. And the second problem is that the Tavistock has this hugely ideological approach. It hasn't been doing good medicine. It hasn't been keeping records. It hasn't been doing proper research. It hasn't been investigating the reasons behind a child's trans identity. They've just been assuming that a child who says I'm trans is trans and putting them on these very poorly researched uh, pathways with puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. The U.S. is getting more out of step with the rest of the world every day. There are several progressive countries, that the ones that like pioneered pediatric gender transition, and they are reconsidering what they've been doing. Sweden was the first country to recognize, you know, the legal status of trans people. And they just issued new guidelines where they say gender transitioning of minors should only be done for exceptional cases and in tightly controlled clinical studies. And there are no studies going on right now. Um, Finland did the similar thing two years ago. In the last 12 months, we've heard from the French Academy of Medicine, the Australian psychiatrists and the Italian psychoanalysts all expressing concern. So all of these changes, or at least in Sweden, Finland and England, followed a commissioned systematic review of the evidence, which found either no benefits to youth gender transitions or even that the harms outweighed the benefits. So that's some stuff that's not being told. America is on the wrong path compared to like Finland and that's saying something Sweden and all these progressive countries because they saw that it's detrimental to the child's physical and mental health, especially the younger you start. In this in this documentary, there's a lot of detransitioners. And they speak out in it and it's pretty powerful. And that's where I kind of had more sympathy. Like, not that it didn't have sympathy for them at all in general. Cause you know, like we got to have empathy for, for people. We know that like, they're not intentionally trying to do bad necessarily, but it was interesting that how like they were just basically saying they, you know, we're manipulated. We go into, we feel weird. We're depressed. And we think we're this, we think we're that. And then they go into the psychologist and within 90 minutes, uh, half hour, one hour, they're like, yep, you're trans. 
You know what I mean? Like there's no even trying. And then they put you on these hormones and the older people that were like, you know, in their teens or in their early twenties, they're getting on these hormones they're going on TikTok, they're, they're becoming an influencer. They're, they're really, you know, getting the love and they're just feeling that whole attention. And especially some of the people that are very lonely, don't have a lot of friends prior to this now have this whole new world that's opened up to them. That's like, Hey man, we accept you. We love you, man. You're, you're everything. But then they start hitting a wall because the hormones affect them. Another thing is it's a million dollars, like at least a million dollars per patient, per person to transition. Like this is a medical and this is forever. Like there's trans trans people that are coming out and talking about how they have MS, how they have uh, uh, other bladder problems because they had too much testosterone or too much uh, estrogen. And you know what I mean? Like it got them. These aren't natural things. So now, not only does it cost that much money to transition you, plus we are now going to have to pump you full of all kinds of different medicines to keep you alive because this is going to really destroy your body, especially when you're not, you know, you're, you're in your teenage years. And then what do you think happens when they're trying to, and they're trying to transition kids. So I understand why people are upset, right? Why, why gets them? I just think the approach is not always the right approach. You can't always fight fire with fire. Like you, you can't go like, I know a lot of people like Matt Walsh. I don't necessarily hate Matt Walsh. My thing is that I understand he's fed up. I understand that he, you know, he, he makes some funny observations, but is he really helping and changing anything? Is he changing? Has he changed anybody on the other side? I think he's tried that approach. Maybe I don't know his whole career. Maybe he tried that approach. It didn't work out. And then he's, you know, doing the way he does it. I just think the only way to really stop is really like get people like be concerned and be like, Hey man, this is like detrimental. And even to those people, because they don't even realize because it's such a small percentage. How does it go from 0.01% of people are trans to 9% like within a couple of years? That's, that's crazy. 80% of them are, 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 girls so that means there's something going on and i think some of it has to do with like the hyper sexualization of women um what's it called charlie robinson had some dude a really good uh simon something um on his podcast i'm gonna post that too on the shots out to uh, charlie robinson man i love his uh work anyways i'm gonna throw up his uh it's called tra he, he had episode 321 transitioning to a dark future with simon essler Definitely should check out that episode. It's really phenomenal. He's coming out with a documentary that's, uh, I think it comes out the April 15th, Simon Esler. I think it's called Cut uh, the Western Women. But it's really good and detailed, and it helps with weapons and tools so we can help people instead of just like going after them and being like, oh man, you're trying to get the, I understand I'm with you. They are manipulating kids. It, it is a big, but we got to show people it is the med medical industrial complex. It is big pharma that is really benefiting off of this. And to, to your point about like Dylan, people like him, um, some of these people also could be co-opted by big pharma. Like, you know what I mean? This is huge for them. Hormone blockers are all day. They're making money. And they introduced hormone blockers 
in a nefarious way. They were telling them like 20 years ago, telling people like, hey, man, you know, kid might need hormone blockers. We don't want him to uh, hit puberty too early. Could really damage him, blah, 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 blah. So they introduced hormone blockers. And then now they already had them. And they're like, oh, we've been using them. So that's when they're able to say, oh, they've been in use for 20 years. <laughs> oh, now we're, oh, now that's weird. Uh, that's how they always try to lo- use that little loophole. Like we've been you not for this idiot. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right. For sure. That, and, and I think that's really the problem is they're trying to dehumanize us and get us to, to go after each other. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely, man. You and I are on the same page on that. However, I'm going to push back a little bit because I do think we need people like Matt Walsh. And I'll say why, because Matt Walsh is going to open up eyes of the crowd. That's going to listen to him. So I think it's more for some of those parents that can step in and understand what's going on with some of their kids too, because some of these parents may not have a grip on what's going on with their kids. They don't even know what their kids are listening to, what their kids are watching. And for somebody like Matt Walsh that they might listen to, to be able to say that to them, I I think you got to have a a mix. It can't just be somebody screaming and yelling all the time, but you need some of those people, some of those like warriors, right? But you also need that other side of it, that compassionate side, that the understanding side, like you and I have, where we're able to speak with somebody at a base level. Um, Because you need people, different types of people for different types of people, if that makes any sense. So I agree with you to a point for sure, but I do think that they're, and he may take it too far sometimes. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you there. I just mean that there needs to be some people that do push back against this. But because his, his tactics accelerate. So, like, those people are going to now that argue with him are going to be more radicalized, right? They're, he's not getting through to them. I understand your point, like, to the parents and some of those people. But a lot of those people, their parents are radicalized, right? Their parents are 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 all in. And there is a lot of parents in that that I mean to an extent I can understand where you're coming from with the uh Matt Walsh because there is a lot of parents that don't know what they're doing. Like they they they're confused. Uh it's a weird thing and then everybody's telling them, "Hey, this is the thing you got to do." Cuz what they do is they manipulate people and they go, "Hey, you can either transition your kid or they're going to kill themselves." Like they literally tell them that they tell them that your kid's going to kill themselves. And then what, what, what decision do you make at that point? As a parent, you're like, well, I don't want them to kill themselves, even though there's no evidence based to pack that down. So again, I don't know all the Matt Walsh's work. That's why I didn't go heavy on him. Maybe he does bring some of these points up. I don't know. I can't say, you know what I mean? From what I've seen, I just wish you would bring up. It's not even the yelling that bothers me. I understand. Like there's people that you got to yell at. Like there's no way to get their attention. I'm just saying like some of these statistical facts that are like, hey, how come it's only 80% of girls? Hey, how come? Again, he may be saying this. Someone might be listening and be like, oh, look at 80. You don't- yes, I don't listen to Matt Walsh that much. So I don't. <laughs> right. I listen to him probably more than you. So he does actually go into a lot of statistical evidence. He's very good about breaking down statistical evidence with people. So I, I will say this. I get where you're coming from with that. But I do think there has to be a healthy mix of how you reach people, too. Because here's, here's, the, here's the other flip side of it, though. Those radicalized people, I don't care if it's you and me schmoozing them or so-and-so that has the facts. Like, they're still going to be radicalized. They're at, that, they're at that max level, right? No, so, I know. But what I'm saying is, like, then you don't engage. Like, what's the point of engaging? You engage, and now that viral clip 
be, is able to radicalize other people like, see, you were on the fence, told you they're bigots. You see what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it's more used for fire. To me, it's okay if you're, if you don't mind with the divisiveness and divide because he's solidifying his side. Like the people that agree with him are like even affirmed and you're, you're still dragging people over, but I'm saying that, but you're also solidifying the other side. Like, I'm not saying he's, I won't say he's not doing like all like, yeah, he's converting probably some people. There's gotta be right. He's, he's made some impact. I just feel like, and I'm, and this is just me spitballing. Like again, like he he might be doing his approach, and I could criticize something and be totally wrong too. You know what I mean? Like he, that might be the right approach. I just don't. I just feel like there's got to be a way, and maybe there's not. Maybe that is the only way because people are like all up in in arms. It's 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 a it's a sad thing because people don't realize they're being manipulated, and I think a lot of it has to do with. Um, them being gay and bisexual and lesbian and they're afraid to talk about it. They're afraid of like developing and having puberty and they're having all these thoughts. And then people just came up with this whole trans thing and, and it's been pushed by the pharmaceutical companies. And that's where we're at. We're stuck in a, this weird position of where it gets really deep. And I think that where it really goes to, cause this is just what we're talking about is surface level of today. But I think if in the future, it really has to do with transhumanism. It's technology. It's the advancement of technology to improve, you know, our lives. But we never get a say in any of that. You know, we don't get to say, we don't get to decide. We don't get all the information. This is all elites deciding this for us. Right. And it's, you know, it rides the bullet train of the market. You know, everybody is profiteering off of this now, even if they have no idea what it's about. You know, transgender modeling agencies, gender fluid makeup, photographers taking picture of transgender children. You know, it, it's everywhere. And this same message is being driven into their grade schools. You know, by second grade, they're learning about uh, gender identity, uh, taking hormones. Um, and this is all brought in under anti-bullying programs. These programs were passed by Obama um, and funded by the Pritzker family, uh, the, the, one of the largest, uh, one of the most wealthy families in America. Um, there's many of them. Um, Jennifer Pritzker was a, um, an army colonel. He purports to be a female um, and runs around with, uh, you know, uh, synthetic sex characteristics of a female. Um, and uh, he drives this ideology into... Um, into the psychiatric departments of major universities, into um, other medical institutions, gender hospitals, um, the military, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And um, his company, Tawani Foundation, is partnered with Squadron Capital, which is a um, medical device company. So he's following the same trajectory of Arcus Foundation. Right, Stryker Medical is a medical supply corporation, right? And they're going to be profiting off of these surgeries, not just, you know, so-called gender surgeries, but human augmentation. When we, when we open the door to these kind of radical changes to our biology, you know, the way that we're planted in the, in the ecosphere, you know, once we let that go, that tether, anything is up for grabs, you know, they can manipulate your DNA. They can manipulate you any way you want. And that's why these rights are, I mean, from what I can tell, um, these, why these rights, these gender rights are being passed. It's not about 
uh, people that are allowing their uh, a medical attack on their sex. It's for future augmented human beings. I follow the money, and money trails do not lie. They tell you the truth. That was uh, Jennifer Balk Balky. Like Bilac. There you go. B I L E. I'm here for you, Sean. I'm here for you. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty interesting, though, like what she was talking about. She talks a lot about the whole transhumanism and that, like, there are all these rights. We always talk about things are down the road. You know, nothing is like you might be having something go on now. It's not necessarily a bill for now. They always put that bill in the back pocket for 20, 30 years from now so they can implement whatever they want. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, we're moving towards transhumanism. People think this whole transgender thing's about gender. It's not. This is just getting people okay with the idea of changing yourself. Changing yourself into something that's going to be presented down the road as something better. Wait till they start telling you that you can merge with technology to better yourself and take yourself to a, a different sphere of consciousness or just to compete with everybody else in college, there right? Like everybody else is going to be like, Hey, everybody else has Neuralink. You're going to have a long way to uh, catch up to them if you don't have it. Same thing that they use the psychology of like, you know, breast augmentation and different plastic surgeries. Like you have to look like this. This is what is like, you know, it's gotten to the psyche of, of women, men, just humans in general of like how you should look, how you should act, how we should be. And it's been turned upside down so many times that, yeah, that's what's going to do They're And then to compete with people, people are going to do it. They're going to just shove that neural link in their brain. Cause they're like, Oh, I got to keep up with uh, everybody else. Well, they're already or, competing, Sean. And this goes back to why that 80% of women in that transgender camp, 80% of them are women because what's happening is you've got this Kardashian look that women are either going to try to aspire to be or they're going to push back and do the complete opposite. And that's what that look did because now it's created this sect of women who otherwise probably would have either just been tomboy or been themselves. They're so angry at that image that they were literally going to be, I'm going to be a dude. Because I don't like that. And that's what they're doing right now. Well, I think it's more than that. It's not even just that they want to be a dude. It's that they're fighting off the whole urge of puberty. And they're like, man, I'm not going to look like that. Right. I don't want to be judged like that. I don't want to. So they wear a lot of baggy clothes. They cut their hair short. They look a certain way. And then people are like, oh, you're depressed. Oh, you're, you're probably because you're a boy this whole time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then they go into these professional settings where they should be like, you know, like, I don't know. Let's talk about this. Let's figure it all out. Let's unpack everything. They're like, yeah, definitely. You're trans. Definitely. Like instantly. What's big and money? Then, yeah, it's huge money. And, and well, also these people are under the belief of like, yeah, you could be, they actually believe that you could be born in the wrong body. They, they have this foolishness of like, they, they think they're so smart, but they're like, yeah, this is a, uh, this is normal. It's true. Like they can't see that it's fucking bullshit. Well, what's and, happening to pass though, it on. What's happening to Sean with these groups of girls. And I can speak to you because I got a buddy of mine and his, his daughter is in that trans crew. She's not, but she's, she was, came up with these other, she's super left, very, very, very much on board with this whole push right and her friends are all like that 
and they're all like trans. It's like a, it's like a fun thing. Like, Oh, I'm going to be trans. I'm going to be this. Like I, I can isolate myself from everybody else and create this fantasy sphere of reality within ourselves. Well, what's funny is, and my buddy, he's very logical. So he's even told her, he's like, Hey, this is going to wear off. He even told her that it did. A lot of these chicks that were like men, they've detransitioned. Not to say that they were even taking hormone blockers or anything, because it's considered detransitioning when you're not anymore. But they did. They all backed off of it, like almost every single one of them. And she went to him, and she's so mad too. She's because she's super left, and she's like, "I don't know what they're doing." He's like, "I tried to tell you." He's like, "It's just a fad." He's like, "It's like anything else." He said, "But the problem with this fad is people are screwing up their bodies for life." Yes. And making themselves stuck in hospitals for the rest of their lives. Like, yes. This is not like if you like had your your little girl and <laughs> she's having an identity crisis or she doesn't know. And she's like, you know, cut her hair short and wears baggy clothes. Not a big deal. You can grow your hair back and wear whatever you want. But you're talking about there's this one guy. They said that he has never had an orgasm. This guy. And he never will now. He never will have a baby. They're sterilizing kids. I mean, women especially because they want them sterile. They it makes us asexual. Like we always talk about, like they want a transhumanist, like asexual type of person. And everybody just follows trends. It's it's cool. And especially at that point in your teenage life, it's weird. Everybody's trying to find their identity in the that beginning of, you know. Uh, being a teenager, even like towards the end, depending on like where you are, you know, some people find it right away and, and you start picking it up. Some take longer that that's being utilized against them. And then with all social media, not just TikTok, all social media intensifies it. Actually, one of the biggest ones was Tumblr. Tumblr had like the most like uh, things about that. And when you talk about, like you said, you're endangering your life, man. You're you're literally like taking these hormones that like are going to damage you and you're going to have to be on medicine for the rest of your life. It's not something you can just make that decision. And part of it is that people, some of the parents are these parents that are like, yeah, you know, left and you could be in the wrong body and, and uh, you know, my choice, that kind of people. And they push their kids to transition because they want to look, look how, look how progressive I am. I'm so progressive. I got a trans seven year old. I got a trans four. They want a, a virtue signal, right? But there's also a large percentage of parents, like you were saying, they don't know what the fuck to do. They're like, look, man, either my, I let my, I embrace my kid as trans or they kill themselves. I don't fucking want, I would, I would prefer neither. But like, if that's the choices, I, I I guess I have to pick the trans. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want them dead. And I think that's part of the big problem is it comes from these psychologists and psych, uh, psychiatric help that is immediately diagnosing people and saying, hey, you're trans. Yep, you're trans. And it's really damaging more people. And everybody that tries to speak up, all the people that have detransition, their voices are silenced. They're washed out on every social media platform, deplatformed, because they're speaking the truth. You know what I mean? Of what their experience was. Doesn't mean it is going to be everybody's experience, but we should know both sides. So it's not just some happy like, oh man, everybody transitions and they're just happier than ever no because nine times out of ten there was underlining problems and you try to mass fix it with becoming trans which didn't fix anything it actually intensified it made it worse yeah you know i was watching a, a sh 
one of Bill Maher's shows, and I don't like everything he says, but he, there's some stuff he says that I like, and he and he's highly against the whole trans kid push, big time. And one of the things he said, too, is you're going to find a lot of these trans kids coming out of these rich families because it's becoming a social status symbol. So what happens is you're having brunch you know, with your other you know, desperate housewives, and you're all bragging about all your trans kids. And that's what's happening because it is, it's like, you want to like parade out your trans kid and show, you know, how great you are, how, how progressive you are and how ready on you are to take on this new world. And, and, and there's a lot of parents that are just delusion themselves that are doing this. They're not doing it out of any like animosity or any kind of ill will towards their kid. They're literally falling into the trap too. Well, just prepare to get your butt cheeks tight right now, Joel. Because I know this is going to get you tight. Get them tight. The recording of Jesus' journey to the cross, the author makes a point of saying that the chief priests and the whole council were looking for false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death. Those leaders were looking for any excuse, valid or not, to crucify Jesus. And they found that reason. And that reason was solidified when the crowd shouted to release Barabbas. They had their final excuse. They would kill the one whose reputation as a teacher and healer and whose mission of love and dignity was so very threatening to their own reputation that they needed to kill him in order to preserve their good image. It's baffling to me that someone's existence can be so threatening that people decide they need to be controlled, that they need to have laws made against them, or even worse, that the people that they find to be so threatening should die. There are a significant number of people who have deemed that the fact that the Nashville shooter happened to be a trans person, so it's been reported, is just the excuse they need to call for the eradication of trans folks. So uh, it seemed like, and I, this is like, you can't see it, but it's like a transgender pastor looking like, I'm not sure if it is or isn't. It seems like it to me. That's off. And then basically comparing the Nashville shooter to Jesus, I was like, oh, Joel is about to get them puckered up. <laughs> Bro, that's the most ridiculous thing. I've ever heard like what is going on like first off the kid didn't even like transition until they were an adult so this wasn't happening when they were a kid it wasn't like they were hiding it in secret like man this is ridiculous man and to even compare it to Jesus Christ is just ludicrous man and this is where we're at right now we're at this point to where we're taking Jesus Christ and comparing them to somebody who shot up a school and killed people. What is wrong with you, man? It's like those people, that's the ones I want to get Matt Walsh and be like, just, just do your thing. <laughs> yeah, but that's what that's where sometimes so I get it. Like I get the urge to like, hey, we should talk shit to this person. But I think sometimes that like just it that's is. That's a false is, prophet, Sean. <laughs> oh yeah. They know sure. what they're doing. Oh man, and that 
is where the, the a lot of the people get so angry about. Because there's this guy that went out. I seen him on TikTok too. He knew it. There was a protest at the whole tenant. You know how they're having the whole thing at Tennessee, like it's because of the trans. The, kind of over. You don't even hear the shooting in the news. Like that's gone. It's out of the news. There's no manifesto. I think a little bit of the manifesto leaked a little bit. Whatever. It's gone. Like no one's talking about that in the story. Like it, it's now Tennessee and trans rights has taken over, and those uh, those what are their congressmen or whatever got booted out. And it made me think. Like I'm not saying people shouldn't protest, but let let's vote on everything. Now everybody claims like, oh, democracy, 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 right? So if a state votes that they don't want abortion, so sixty percent to forty percent don't want abortion in their state. Now, do you have the right to mobilize and change that, your 40%, even though the 60% voted that they wanted no no abortions in their state? Then isn't that democracy? Isn't that what you want is voting for... So that's where, like, we, you got to see that. People got to see this whole democracy shit is fake, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, all it is is just a, a, a word to, like, unify and pretend that the system's going great. Like, yeah, man, we, we you well, voted you, on it. United States is a republic anyway, so they like to try to say yeah, that yeah. it's a democracy. It's really not. Well, we're not a democracy, but we practice, like, a democracy just means, like, you know, voting and the, the certain percentage, the larger percentage of people. It's so fake! That, <laughs> they, they're the ones that that get to pick it like but i'm saying even in their what i'm saying is even in their logic you're saying that hey biden won 60 to 40 right then he's the president because we the majority voted for him cool gotcha but if the majority rules against something you don't like you think that you could oh it's unjust what well, is it but the majority like when when does your stupid democracy kick in then man like it, it only kicks in when everybody agrees with you and what you want it it just seems weird and i'm not saying people shouldn't be um protesting i get it there's like bad laws i just think we should vote more on things we shouldn't have senators and congress people voting for important things like if we're gonna go to war like they want to go to war, China, Ukraine, wherever. I don't understand why we can't just have an emergency election. Be like, hey, two weeks from now, everybody go to your, you know, go vote and uh, see if you want to go to war or not. That's that. That is a perfect example, Sean, of why they don't want us actually having any kind of power and why that it's all fake. And again, this is the best part. A lot of those back to the Tennessee thing. A lot of those people that were protesting weren't even from Tennessee. They came from other states to protest. So this was like a whole, you know, concerted effort from other states. So it was just a bunch of people that were like trans rights, trans rights, trans rights from all over the place. So they just converged on this area to start this shit. So that even plays into more what you're saying, where it's like if X amount of people vote on it, why are these people from other state coming in? They got nothing to do with it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And when the guys would ask them, hey, can you condemn the shooter? No, I, I can't. I'll condemn the guns. What? So like in any other case, you'd be like, oh, fuck that piece of shit. But because they don't know, because some of these topics, like people can't be real. That's when you're like, man, you don't even, you don't stand for anything. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, you're, oh, cond- I condemn the mental health system isn't good. And com- man, knock it off, man. But in the real news, like all after all that, we, we got the real news, man. To end it off, let's end it off with the real news, man. The emergency, emergency warning, everybody be prepared. It's one of the most exciting parts of the game. 
the crack of the bat, the moment you know it's gone. It's gone! And this morning, a new study suggests one reason why sluggers may be hitting it out of the park a little bit more often, climate change. There is a pretty simple physical mechanism going on here, which is that when temperatures rise, the air gets less dense, meaning that there is less air resistance for balls flying through the air. The study, led by Dartmouth College scientists, analyzed 100,000 major league games and more than 200,000 balls hit in play. Their findings, games played in warmer temperatures can lead to more home runs because of a reduction in ballpark air density. We were able to isolate the role of climate change by using what we call climate model simulations. Christopher Callahan, the lead author on the study, says since 2010, more than 500 home runs can be attributed to global warming. Over the last 40 years, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says the average U.S. temperature in June, July and August has increased by more than two degrees. Scientists saying outdoor stadiums like Wrigley Field in Chicago, which host a lot of day games, will likely see larger increases in home run rates over enclosed stadiums. Home runs have seen previous surges like in 2019 when the MLB even changed the size of its baseballs to decrease the distance of travel. ESPN's Buster Olney says, whatever the reason, an increase in home runs is good for the game. Oh, my God. That's the most ridiculous thing ever, man. If anything, man, they've been juicing the balls over the past few years, man, so they can get the ball out of the park, man. That was kind of the whole point, because when they stopped letting people actually juice, that left cheek, right cheek, that's when the balls start going out of the park. So they needed to start getting the balls back out of the park. So theory is they've been juicing the balls for the past 10 years more and more to get it to a point now to where the balls carry out of the parks easier man it's got nothing to do with climate change this is ridiculous man and that also takes out the skill level of a professional baseball player to be able to take the ball out of the park man some of these dudes are big dudes man like come on like climate change for baseball God, man, we're at that point of like reality right now. Literally that point of reality where this is an actual news article, news production. Like, I don't even know, man. My brain is like absolutely zapped after and this it's shit. it's not even just this one. It was on NBC, ABC, uh, like uh, so many different ones. But my thing is like, so does my car go faster? Does like, <laughs> I like, do I run faster? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what happens, like, if the air is so, like, you know, I get what they're saying with the whole baseball thing. It's just a bunch of bull crap. And it was like, it wasn't even that much. There were like 500 homers in the last 10, 20 years or something, like, was attributed to climate change. But they don't really have, like, real proof. It's this weird model scale that they have. But they broadcast it everywhere. I think it was, I think maybe it was just something to maybe help baseball. Because baseball is making a rebranding. Maybe they're just trying to keep baseball out there because they're doing like what a shot clock, uh, a pitch clock now, and a couple other things. Yeah, they did a pitch clock and they changed it where you can't shift defenses at all. Yep. Um, there's a lot of things that they've changed in the game now to make it quicker. It's actually shaved the game by like 30 minutes now, which is keeping the games within a tight two hours, uh, a little over, um, which honestly is keeping it well within football well within basketball and yeah, they're the trying games, to compete with those those guys well man. they have like, to and yeah. it's a it's a quicker faster game i mean i've even watched some I and mean, man it's it's a lot better to watch like you're not sitting there watching a dude click his cleats for yeah. 20 minutes getting ready to hit yeah the purists will be mad because you know everybody's gonna 
I, I say let them, I've always said let them juice up as much as they want. Like, doesn't necessarily, just because you're juiced up doesn't mean you're just necessarily going to hit home runs. It's still, it still takes a lot of skill to hit that shit. Dude, not only that, though, people forget that during the juice era of baseball, the pitchers were juicing too. Roger Clemens was juiced out of his skull cap, man. So these guys were throwing 100 yeah. mile an hour balls and crazy curveballs at these guys that are hitting the ball. So it wasn't like that the hitter, the guys hitting were juicing and the pitchers weren't, man. No, that was not happening. So it doesn't take the skill level out of it at all, man. I don't really care. They let it go on for how long? Who knows? It could still be going on. We don't know. Um, it doesn't seem like it. You don't see guys like just ridiculous, like, you know, Mark McGuire now and Sammy Sosa, man, where their like neck met their earlobes. So, well, there's different types of stuff now. Like, right. it's not necessarily injecting, there's all those hormones and things that people take. But I say, fuck it, man. Let them take what they want. And it still doesn't make you a better player. Like you can be juiced up out of your put mind. The work in. Yeah, still you still gotta, gotta put to. the work in. Like, dude, it's that's th- like the dudes that are like bodybuilders, and people get so mad when they're online and they're clearly juicing. They're clearly not lying about it either, bro. Juice ain't gonna make you look like that. You still have to put the work in. That's like, what I'm saying. You still gotta put the work in. I get it. Gives you like a huge advantage when you're actually putting the work in. But, but who if cares? everybody could do it, if everybody could do it, it's an even playing field. Then that's right. up to you. Man, I don't know. I don't really care about the juice thing, man. Like at all. I think it's one of those things that should be legal, honestly. Like I That's what I, I'm saying. I'm with you. I'm and, like, hey, and here's it's up the to other them. thing. It is legal if you go to your doctor and you could ask for juice. You can get testosterone and you can get big off of it. Like you just say, hey man, my T levels are low. They'll ask you a few questions. You could even take you could even take these online uh, evaluations. And they'll send it to you in the mail, like legally, man. So it's just like marijuana. It's the same thing. You could just do like an online consultation of it. Yeah, you get a medical card, man. You can go get whatever you want. Like, it's the same thing. I just don't. It's one of those things to me where I don't think it's that big a deal. It's just a way. It's another way for the pharmaceutical company to run ramshod over people. You know, I don't think it. What well, I don't care if somebody juices or not, man. It, it does nothing to me one way or the other. Like, cool. You want to yeah, go juice? It might not Whatever. even affect the game because, uh, like, yeah, like, I know they were all hitting homers, but there's, look at how many guys have hit homers. They're not all juicing, and it's not just the juice that does it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, it's a, it's a lot more. Nah, don't get me wrong. Some of those juiced up people, they, they're able to crank it out more, but not if you don't have the skill to actually do it. But it's definitely not climate change, I'll tell you that. No, man. Aaron Judge hit 61 homers last year, man, and they're pretty strict on testing now. So, and he doesn't look like he's juicing. I mean, he could be doing something on the table. I don't know, but I mean, he's hitting them. I mean, dudes are hitting them without being on juice, man. It's, you know, there's some big dudes out there. Some Nephilim baseball players. (laughs) That's for sure, man. Well, you know that you can find us at kill the mockingbirds podcast on Instagram, kill the mockingbirds on telegram, Sean, Chris, and Joel Thomas on all music streaming platforms. And don't forget to sign the petitions for the homeless lizard people. And of course, to bring back Saki Bomb, change.org. It's all down there in the description. Help us out. Save the homeless, reptilians, and bring Jen Saki back. It's real simple. We're trying to do our part in this world and bring everything back. Yeah, man. And I got a new single 
that drops this week. We'll be playing here at the end. It's called Eat. And if folks want to get your butt cheeks tight on some hip hop, I'm going AWOL on this one. I'm talking about everybody, Andrew Tate, Katy Perry, all of them. So go check it out. Right now, this drops on Thursday, so you can go to Paranoid American on YouTube because we did an early release on the YouTube AI video that we made, animated video that we made, but the actual single's dropping 12 a.m. on Friday. So that'll be on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. And I hit up Jen Saki. She got the early, early release. She's feeling it, man. She's feeling it. She's feeling me. She was like, you know, I didn't really feel hip hop like that until I heard you do. I was like, yeah, because that's a ginger doing it, baby. It's, it's something completely different. You ain't heard that before. You know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Brah, brah. Bird killers. Cause what they assume Cause I'm paid opposition Cause I see things like Andrew Tate as a spook To me it's easy to see Like tearing down women Ain't building them up Ain't no difference with Biden and Trump They don't be liking that shit I don't be echoing with Chambers Epstein's list didn't exist Y'all building these houses up with no framers Jerry, Georgia, lame with no Kramer Ooh, watching them tricks like a gamer Ooh, like rulers I come with disclaimers Ooh, you missing the context Like thousands of trains be going down all of the time Unless you were Kamala Harris And trains be going down all of the time When it comes to control I buck like Call of the Wild Fucked up pyramid ball of the eye Yeah, yeah, it's time to eat I don't want it to scream What I am cooking I keep it a vibe Even a sheep Sean got a few off the bucks. Merkel threw me the oop when he met me. I don't jump like a me with a dunk. Easy elbow off of the top. ZZ on gates, buying up crops. CD. While blue hair teachers are teaching your kids curriculum to cut off the dicks in them. Be something ridiculous. It's meticulous. The way that they want to take innocence. Programming is limitless. We don't even know who's indigenous. Fake abolitionists. And Abraham Lincoln was black, eh? History's been rebooted more times than Kitty Perry backstage. Uh, looking at sedatives, calling it media. Wise like an owl, call me bohemian. Trusting the science, I ain't obedient. What you gonna do? They like where they at, yo. 